0: Hello everyone and welcome to Subsegment, a show where we discuss all things queer, kinky, nerdy and taboo. I'm one of your hosts, Irony,
1: and I am Pop Niddles, your co-host, and I welcome you to Subsegment.
0: He has been a furry for the past 8 years, exploring furry VR community for the last 2 years. He's sometimes fluffy and sometimes small. Please welcome to the show VR Rigmaster, Stream Arc9.
1: Hey. hey guys. Nice to meet you. I,
0: nice to meet you. Uh it's always funny I find uh doing this cuz I feel like a lot of people should clap but it's just, just us ta- it's like a, just silent clap in the background. <laughs> well, well, welcome to the show.
2: well thank you. Thanks for having me. we are very excited. I think
1: um I really say to me very long time ago that for a long time uh they wish to uh, speak with someone that was into a furry community and uh, today is the day yes so
0: um i have personally had a a hard time because i I suppose people don't uh expect me to take them seriously and uh, i don't want to misrepresent anyone uh so so we're, we're very glad that you feel comfortable enough to come on the show
2: Oh, I'm flattered. Well, it's honestly, I've already been interviewed on the subject before on a TV show. And the questions were really good. And I think I did a fairly good job of answering them because uh, uh, I didn't receive any um, shameful uh, comments from the furry community. So Ooh. I guess I answered the question honestly without shocking anyone. Mm-hmm. that's good because <laughs> it can be a very delicate subject depending on where you're heading out in the conversation. So yes, exactly. but I'm, I feel very comfortable about this subject. I've done it before. I've explained it to people that came up to me, parents, family, because sometimes I do uh, public events where I like to distract people and entertain mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because I come from a cosplay background.
1: Ah. Uh, so for me,
2: the furries is just like another thing I like to add to that. There's more to it. But on the surface, when I go outside in public, my main way of doing it is as a cosplayer. So I like to entertain and stuff. And sometimes they ask me questions. They're like, do you do this kind of stuff and this kind of stuff? But we'll come up to it. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm I'm very comfortable with it. All
1: right. I mean, that brings us to the first question, I guess. Um, What does it mean to you to be a furry?
2: Uh, To me, furry is like a, a good way to escape. Real life, it's a good way to take a mental break from all the daily stresses, things you have to think about. So I like to put myself inside a character that represents me, um, and it's just fun and distracting. And I just don't think about like paying my bills, heading to work, cleaning out the house. You know, it's it, it helps me really relax and put my mind off.
1: I mean, it's a good parallel, I think, with. Uh Play and yeah, play. I was yes. I was
0: listening I was listening to your answer and I was like, oh this this sounds so familiar to a, a sweet little pup that I interviewed a little while ago. Yeah,
1: pretty much <laughs> the same answer I gave. <laughs> thing,
2: yeah, it's the same thing with the ABDL community. It's exactly why they do it is to put themselves in a different mind state.
0: Absolutely. Honestly, any form of kink, really, um, if you want to just be a service slave, it's very much you're doing a simple task. That you get simple rewards if you do it properly, and there's no you you're not thinking about you know your everyday life, and I think that's really important. And it's also the same when you're doming somebody. Um, For me, uh, my entire focus is on this one person. Generally speaking, I since the pandemic, I'm not really playing with large groups of people, Um, (laughs) but you know, you're you're focused directly on one person and. all of your sort of worries melt away because you're making sure this person stays alive and has fun. So can I ask you how you got started um, or slash found this subculture and what drew you to the community?
2: Okay, so the way I found about the furries, uh, I've been into the artwork side of furries for a little while. Mm -hmm. Uh, I played this game called Mass Effect. And I really liked the part of the romance and I played the two a lot and I got super curious about the romance scene with Garrus, uh, which is a, a Turian. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think somebody can relate. <laughs> well, I started to look it up if somebody had made something or it found out. And I found about the furry community and the artwork side of things. So I got really curious and I got like, Oh, this is different. I like this. It's kind of weird, but, fascinating because i'm a very i when i learn about a subject i just get super curious and super into it uh it might it might be like even a kink or a fetish like i'm not i'm not necessarily into it but i like to understand how it works what's the background behind it um but so so that was the artwork part of the furries but i did not know about the costumes yet Uh um it was during a cosplay event uh i'm one of the three co-founders of a group called heroes of hope Uh, which does the Montreal Gay Pride every year. Uh, I'm not really active anymore into it, uh, simply by a lack of time and other personal reasons. Uh, But in our group, uh, at one point we're doing, like we're walking around the old Montreal, uh, the old part of Montreal, and we're, you know, taking pictures and picking up donations for Make-A-Wish Foundation and other groups because we are uh, non lucrative non non profitable Non-profit? lucrative, yeah, lucrative uh, business or company, uh, something like
0: that. <laughs> Non-profit organization, I believe. Ex- is the, yeah, yes, this,
2: this, yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and then we got some furries to join us, and I'm like, oh wow, this is actually cool because I was cosplaying as Master Chief from Halo Three, and I have the full armor that Boy. I made myself out of fiberglass. I still have it. I made it 13 years ago and it still fits me. It's a bit tight, but it fits. <laughs> and <laughs> I sometimes I would stumble about kids and I would make them cry because I'm this big, heavy dude, you know? Mm-hmm. And I saw how the furries, how kids and people reacted to furries. And I'm like, oh, that is actually so cool. I want to try that. So I started looking into it and again was brought back to the same website uh, and I found out about the furry side and the, the fur suits. So when I found out about it, Right off the bat, I started to get, like, making some research, how to make it, how to build them. And I've actually made two fursuits, uh, one for myself, and I made one for my husband, which is not here the uh, the moment he's at at the restaurant. Um, But, uh, yes, roughly that's how I got into it. It's just doing uh public events with my group and finding out about furries, I'm like, oh, this is actually freaking cool. I like that. I like the energy, the vibe, the fluffiness. It's like mm-hmm. it's a big love, it's a big living plush toy, like a bit plushy. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very friendly.
0: On uh or following that sort of um note that I, I heard uh I I have a follow-up question. Are you interested in, uh, like, mascots? Like, in Japan, mascots are, like, a big part of just general culture. Um, And in the States, they're still pretty big, but it tends to be a little bit more sports-oriented. Canada, we have, like, a few hockey ones, I find, that are really popular. Um, Like the, the joy that you give to people through like your fursuit, uh, do you feel like it's similar to like being a mascot or, you know, that sort of like positive energy that those, those characters can bring?
2: Uh, yes. Yeah, so I do feel like they're, they both have a same, like to me, to the way I see furries and fursuiting in public, my way to see it is to entertain. And mascots are supposed to do the same. The only thing between a furry and a mascot is usually a mascot will represent a company or an organization or a group of people, while a furry is going to represent uh, one individual. Uh, I like to explain it like if you would be reborn into an animal of your choosing, a mix and combo, what would you be? So me originally was supposed to be a German Shepherd, but I knew that I was going to be making a first suit and i knew that my first one was not going to be all right i was <laughs> I still have it though it's <laughs> so did a good job but i would uh, say i would like to do something else and i found the arcanine to be a very good Candidate because they are the German shepherds of the Pokemon world. Oh. Plus, they're really big. Like they're big firewolves that are the size of horses. And that's cool. Yeah. For me, the bigger, the better. <laughs> like, I just love it.
0: We're definitely getting into that later. <laughs> oh, yes. For sure.
2: <laughs> There's other parts of that I can explain as well. <laughs> we'll get to it.
0: We you spoke a little bit about the um The like sort of puppy persona and then the arcanine um where do you feel like this comes from like what because arcanine you were saying it was big and strong but then you also had the puppy so i'm just wondering uh if like you've taken time over the eight years that you've been (laughs) into this uh to sort of deep dive into like the like was this something like you loved that puppy as a child and uh then it's sort of like you wanted to embody that strength or.
2: Well, t- to me, honestly, it was supposed, well, at first it was supposed to be the German Shepherds. So the Arcanine came after that as mm-hmm. for testing and and it, eventually it grew out. It, it grew to be pretty much, I stayed as an Arcanine for my fursona. Simply because they're just like German Shepherds. They're the same. They're loyal. They're protective. They're smart. But they're big and fluffy, which I love as well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So a bit of size difference. I kind of like that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I can get into that a bit later. Mm -hmm. But uh, if we'd go at the base of it, it was supposed to be the German Shepherd. Um, I've never really been a a dog person when I was a kid. I was more of a cat person. And then my dad got a dog. And, you know, he's a police officer. My mom is in the military. My original dog father which died when i was two was also a military so for me the german, and i work as a security system technician so for me the whole guard dog thing is really present around me uh one of my uncles is actually a firefighter um so the whole thing about german shepherd is kind of close they're very smart they're really incredibly smart i've been told that i was very clever and smart because I tinker and I build a lot of stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I couldn't, if I would do a tour of what I did to my house, it would take me the whole day of all the little gadget and automation oh, well, and
0: cool. things. So I so created <laughs> uh,
2: freaking <laughs> clips for a USB battery. I printed that yesterday and I stuck mm-hmm. it there. That's my battery for VR, by the way. Yes. Um, so the fact that they're clever, they learn fast, they're protective, they're friendly uh it's all stuff that i feel connected with that breed of dog specifically and that's why i got with it and then i i decided to go with the arcanine which was the the evolved in current Mm -hmm. the bigger version of it yeah (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. and um do you have like any funny story when you start up to uh run into the furry community
2: not so much, honestly. Like uh, It's just basically me just goofing around, rolling on the floor, acting like a dog and asking for belly scratches and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I did put a squeaker on the tip of my tail. So uh, when kids would be scared of me, I would just pull out my big tail, which is in the container in the garage. Like Maybe later we'll see. But I put the squeaker so I would hold it to them and I would squeak the toy. So I, at some point they were like, oh, they got to kind of got curious about it and i would give it to them and at one point they would play with it and then they would be okay and i was able to give them hugs and parents would take pictures so that's that's always the funny part i was always able to get a child that was scared of me to actually be playful with me afterwards Mm -hmm. and parents loved it because they take a bunch of pictures (laughs) that's Um, Uh, the other funny stuff was actually how I met my husband was through uh-huh. my first convention. I went to Toronto mm-hmm. and, uh, uh I met can him I ask there. just
0: a furry convention or cosplay convention?
2: A furry convention. Okay. So I did participate to some cosplay event and like Comic-Con and attack in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first time I met my husband was during a furry convention. We had a mutual friend. Uh, we, we didn't know each other. And then we met there and it, we just clicked. But we both had relationships back then. And mm-hmm. with time and things happen, I actually, we got together and actually we're married. And we've been together for seven years now. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah. so, yeah. Congrats. So, yes, it's uh, the, the more funny stuff that happened is probably that like the kids just like... St- Playing with a squeaker is always adorable. And uh, I'm also the official, like in on my uh, husband's fam- side of the family, uh, when it's Christmas, I'm the one that gives out the presents. Oh. <laughs> my first suit. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh <laughs> I give out the presents. It's been like an annual thing now. With COVID, I didn't do last year oh. and the year before that. but <laughs> so, wow.
0: yeah. Did you get to wear a fun hat?
2: Do you, uh, no, you,
0: like season. Up? I,
2: no, sadly, I didn't have any props that would fit or huh. kind of look nice. I could have tried to pin like a little <laughs>
0: Santa Claus
2: hat, but I didn't have one. I would have done it otherwise. It it's would very cute, I never though. thought of that. I should have done that. <laughs> I never thought of it.
0: Well, you know what? Now you have uh, like us uh, four months, I think, till winter um, yeah. to build a Santa suit for your fursona, So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I,
2: yeah, I could just grab a, a generic like Santa Claus outfit mm-hmm. and I'll fit in. I'm pretty sure. Perfect. I'm pretty slim, <laughs> but my shoulders get bigger with my my suit, so I would actually it would fit nicer for me. Hmm,
0: amazing.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, touching a bit on the subject of your husband, and you you s- m- sort of half answered this uh earlier, but I'd like to go into it a little bit. Uh, so you're married. Uh your husband is also in the community?
2: Yes. So he was more like dragged into it by friends. He mm-hmm. was friends with a bunch of people who were into it. So by, you know, peer pressure and stuff, he got into it. Um, and he followed around and he got a couple props, a couple of commissions with his little, little badge with his avatar. Uh, not avatar, persona. sorry. Avatar is, that's VR. Uh, <laughs> and his is a Bernese Mountain Dog. So, oh, yeah, buddy, <laughs> oh. it fits him really nicely because it fits him well. Because, you know, Bernie's mountain dogs are like kids; they're basically like always happy, mm-hmm. like. They think they fit in this like a hole or box this big when they're kid, and when they're an adult, they still think they can fit.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they
2: don't, they're that big now, <laughs> so it's a bit more complicated. <laughs> so, there's a part of uh the Bernie's Mountain Dog personality that fits with my husband, and the fact that my husband loves everyone, uh, he's super friendly, very welcoming. So, yeah, it's it's it, it fits him really well. I think it's very adorable. And with your husband, is this uh, mostly
1: just social, or is it uh, delve into anything else?
2: It social is mostly <laughs> it is mostly social. Though we did experiment and we did try it, and I gotta say, being somebody else during the your social part of life is one thing. Being somebody else on the sexual side—that is something else as well. Mm. And I haven't done it one a lot because fur suits are very warm, <laughs> and having sex with somebody, sex with somebody with two winter coats on your back is kind of uh, not oh, not boy. easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, boy! I didn't
0: really. I I thought about it being warm, but I just never really thought about like how warm.
2: Well, uh, you know when. Sometimes when you have fun with people, sometimes, you know, your partner will get like really sweaty and mm-hmm. like we're just we're shirtless. Mm-hmm. Imagine that with a winter coat on you. Uh <laughs> It's it's horrible. Oh, <laughs> it's get it off of me. Just so you have off. to like crank the AC, have a fan in your suit or something mm-hmm. to keep you cool down and make it quick. But I got to say, taking that animal side of you out and doing something, there's um it's so different and it's so powerful. And I felt like a total, totally different person. It was very interesting and I love the experience. I haven't done it very often. Maybe I've had my first suit for maybe eight years, nine years now. So I've done it maybe eight times, I think. So it didn't happen very often. But for me, one thing I got to explain though, is in the furry community, there's two types of people. There's people that for them, the furry fandom is a hobby and from others, it's a way of life. To me, it's a hobby. So I like to play partake into it, do events and mix and match and stuff around. But of course, for some people that where it's their lifestyle, you also have a social part of yourself. You have your social self and you have your sexual self. And sometimes you got like the furries and your sexual life. And sometimes those bubbles can lap over mm-hmm. and touch a little bit. So that's mostly the reason why you see people in fursuit sometimes do have sexual relationship with Mm it. And there's rules and uh, etiquette and code that you kind of want to respect if you don't want to be shamed on or bashed on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the hygiene, and I can talk about that later.
0: Yes, or or just right after this. (laughs)
2: Okay. Uh, But for me, furries... um, I don't really act upon it sexually very often. Like I've told you maybe eight times, I like the idea of it, but I don't really partake into it because it's such a hassle. It's so complicated, but some people are really into it and they love it. Um, And that is fine. But of course uh, when you're using equipment, some stuff sexually, and then you bring it out to public, there's a lot of debate on where it should be done or not or what you Mm -hmm. should do. Mm -hmm. I personally believe that if you can put it in a machine to clean it, that part can be, you know, they can be body fluids after it. But as, as long as you clean it and you put it in the dryer before doing a public event, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's okay. But if you don't do that, Oh my God, no, don't do that. I'm, I'm not going to be happy. And a lot of people are going to tell you about it some people think you should keep one set for play in the bedroom and one for public i personally believe that if you can put it in the uh, washing machine it's fine as long as you clean it before Mm -hmm. But the foot paws and the head and the gloves are fine for me but the head and the paws i cannot put them in the washing machine so nobody flies there Uh you don't you don't put your tool inside my muscle no that Mm -hmm. does not happen Uh, (laughs) because i want to keep that stuff clean for me it's really important Mm -hmm. um i'm not as picky as other people that say like no a kit for this and an outfit for that but for me i don't mind if you can clean it it's fine um it's i think it's you know, I think we all had sex with our clothes on in the past, and we still wear it in public, and we give hugs to people, and it's fine. Why we put in the, di- like, washing machine. I keep thinking of dishwasher for some reason.
0: <laughs> I mean, you put your dildos in the dishwasher. So yeah. I've seen. I don't have a dishwasher.
2: Yeah, well, I've, I do. I've heard His of His name that. is Noodles. Okay.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: So, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, it's basically that, you know, it's just a matter of respect. Like, you don't do to others what you don't like other to do, mm-hmm. to, do to you. Uh, I don't want somebody with a stingy, dirty fursuit giving me a hug on my freshly clean and Febreze smelling outfit yeah. <laughs> yep. when you had stuff in the bedroom and you didn't clean it. No, mm-hmm. absolutely not. And it's disrespectful and shame on you (laughs) i'm sorry shame on you that's it's not good code of conduct it's Mm. not respectful and i'm all about respect you can do whatever you want in life whatever turns you on whatever as long as it's respectful Mm -hmm. and everybody is okay with it
0: consent baby consent Consent.
2: (laughs) i'm not consenting to the fact that you didn't clean it (laughs) yes (laughs) So that's Uh, basically it
0: before Noodles asks our, our next question, I just have like a simple one. Do you di- dry clean the head?
2: I've never dry cleaned it because it's very fragile. Okay. The head is composed of foam, hot glue. Oh. There's sometimes some cardboard for the printout for the eyes. Um, mine has some foam for the cups for the follow me effect so that where, when you're turning your head, it looks like it's always like staring at you. It's oh. because the, the eyes are hollow. They're oh. concave, oh.
0: so there's
2: a visual effect. Uh, you're you're doing the
0: old uh, sculpture technique with the with the um, marble sculptures. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, the inverted marble faces. Exactly, that's exactly the effect we're using. Uh, those are we call them "follow me" eyes, that's and great. I also have a moving jaw as well. So it's <gasps> so it's oh. all stuff that is like I don't trust dry cleaners. They don't know how to deal with the fur. The fur mm-hmm. is super fine plastic strands. And if you put any amount of heat on it, they will curl up and bunch up and you just ruined it. Uh, mm-hmm. Some heads can be very expensive. Uh, I know there's an artist called Clockwork Creature, and I think a single head is like five to
0: $8,000.
2: You do not send it to the dry cleaner.
0: <laughs> no, you use doesn't and you spray it on and
2: you clean it manually. Because oh, there's, yeah. there's some airbrushing as well, so it's very fun. delicate. The bodysuit, I flip it inside out. I throw it in the washing machine and then I hang it to dry and I'm good. Okay. Okay.
0: I'm going to take a brief moment of your time to discuss our social media. If you would like to email us, it's subsegmentpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash subsegment. And Instagram at subsegmentpodcast. If you would like to check out our super sexy website made by our very own in-house good boy, Please head on over to subsegmentpodcast.com, and, as always, you can find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts, as well as on Perth's number one online radio station, DRN1 United. All right, could you uh, tell us a little bit about how, like, the fursuit sex works, because you were just mentioning it.
2: OK, so basically uh, the first suits when some people want to have sex with them, a lot of them, their body suits are not modified for it. So they'll just put the paws in the head. But some people are mo- uh, some suits are modified with a, a hidden zipper at the front or back or both, depending on the guys at the top or bottom. And they're called SPH or SPO. So a strategically placed hole. <laughs> or a strategically placed orifice. Depending, it's mostly SPH, so it's a hidden zipper, and basically you unzip it and you pull your junk out, and then you can zip under it so it like it, it looks nice. Uh, some people wear um, uh, some accessories with this. You can get like wearable uh, wearable toys that that give you like a canine look or a feline or a horse look. Um, I personally make sheaths that work just like the real canine counterpart where it holds your dick flaccid all folded up on the inside. And as soon as you get aroused the opening, it's basically a silicone cock ring. It opens up and it lets your dick out. So it's really fun <laughs> because if you tease somebody, you'll see it right away. It won't hide for very long. And oh,
0: that's fun. it
2: makes your balls bigger to fit with the broader shoulder and the bigger body ratios that a fursuit gives you because mm-hmm. when you pull your dick and your balls out, they kind of look small compared to the whole body. So my sheath that I make, you need the oxball ball saxling and it makes it one size fit all for the ball part. And you can also feel the person's ball in there. So you can still feel something and it makes the fabric looks really nice, round and plump. So it's it's pretty cool. Uh, it's a little accessory I sell. And what's fun about it is that you can I sell these either to um, furries or puppy players. Uh, a lot Ooh. of puppies actually get them because they like the fact that it's like very, um, correct On to the brand. canine. <laughs> yeah. Really? It fits with a canine anatomy. So they're pretty proper. I think I sold like 25 of these, uh, oh, um, wow. okay. yeah, shit. they're all handmade too. So, uh, I have a sewing machine, but it's mostly for the elastic part. So everything mm. is hand stitched and they get it customized. So yeah, that's that. It's that's
1: that's pretty cool. Uh, well, uh, my question. Uh, you talk a little bit about the VR stuff, and uh, just wondering how you discovered that side, of, like the furry community.
2: Well, um, I found out about VRChat through my furry friends. Uh, it was a good way for them to escape without having to go to conventions or public event. Uh, so the platform I'm using is VRChat. It's a free online game that you can play. And you don't even need a VR headset to play it. You can play on desktop and then eventually buy a headset and get a capable gaming computer. It doesn't have to be, like, overly powerful. I used to have a mid-spec PC that cost maybe $1,000. and I was able to play VR with it. And uh, I really got into it because the fact that once you get in VR when you're staring at yourself, you see your character, your avatar or your fursona. And if you get full body tracking, which is sensors that you put on your feet, which I'm actually wearing. I have one right now. So oh. a there's a, there's and a I little,
0: have- yeah, there is a little, um, sort of, it looks a bit like an ashtray to be very honest, uh, clipped to his hip and his ankle. And it's got a little triangle on it and it's, plastic.
2: So the devices we use to do full body tracking are called Vive trackers. They're basically pucks with three prongs uh, that are captured by a system of base station that uh, sweep your area with laser lights, uh, laser lines. (laughs) And that way it can triangulate itself and position itself in 3D space. And when you combine that, with your avatar in a headset and you look at yourself in the mirror and you lift your feet and you move your your hips around and your hands, you feel like you're inside of that character without being uh encumbered by a fursuit, a head where you cannot see clearly. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like it feels more real. It feels mm-hmm. more natural because you don't have that weight, the heat, the cumberness of like wearing a fursuit.
0: I, I think I understand because it would put you easily into a mentality because like if you were that character, you wouldn't feel hot and heavy and all these things. You would just exist in your body. So like separately, yes. that's pretty cool. Yeah.
2: The fact that it's it feels so natural is the fact that it's so interesting and i my attitude kind of changes as soon as i get into my avatar i assert a more dominant role generally speaking uh i'm not a dominant nor a submissive person but i like to assert or project a, a certain dominance uh because arcanines are big they're big fluffy and there's you know you feel overwhelmed it's like going up to the horse to a horse in real life you feel small compared to them and i like to i like that image i'm projecting where I'm kind of being that horse or that big mm-hmm. argument, mm-hmm.
0: so
2: it feels really empowering. It's it feels natural, empowering, and of course, VR is literally unlimited. You can do whatever you want. You can have the props and stuff that you want. Build a character that is. You can get pre-made uh, avatars and then customize them, or you can commission somebody to build one from scratch. For you, but those are usually a hundred times the price, uh, anywhere from 30 to a hundred times the price of just getting a standard avatar. Usually, avatar commissions are 500 to a thousand dollars. So, there's mm-hmm. cheaper than a fursuit, actually. And, but you do need all the equipment and the mm-hmm. gear to make it run, which is more expensive than the first, yes. but it, it depends on what you get. That's a whole other subject in itself. Uh, but a basic avatar that you can get with some textures that you can modify in substance painter or Photoshop. They're usually about $35. So, uh, mine has been heavily, heavily modified. I've put hundreds of hours into it, uh, creating expressions. I did a ton of memes on my avatar itself, and I'm having a a blast being a freaking goofball on the internet. And I do the stupidest thing and I love to make my people, my friend laugh about it. So, it's good. It's fun. <laughs> Can
0: I ask what the learning curve for creating a VR persona is like? Like, did you start out with no sort of knowledge on how to do that, and then learn from it, or uh, do you have some some training or?
2: Actually, I have no training at all. Uh, I've learned everything through YouTube. Uh, VRChat is based on the Unity game engine, which you can get for free. It's like Unreal Engine, Unity. A lot of games are made on those two platforms. They're probably the most popular. Mm -hmm. So usually when you buy an avatar from a creator, they will send you a Unity package. Uh, Basically, you open up, you create a Unity project. You go on VRChat, you download the SDK, uh, which is a... um, the package you need to upload your avatar to their servers so you install it onto that and then you get the prerequisites of the assets that the avatar demands mostly it's dynamic bone so basically it's making the hair look natural (laughs) or clothing flow okay other parts of body flow like the tails and the ear and Mm -hmm. the naughty bits if you want to uh (laughs) yes I just
0: want want, uh, tits waving in the wind.
2: Yes, yes. Or make them clap. I've seen that happen before. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) So uh, after that, you double click on the Unity package and it will create, it will rebuild the whole project for you. And basically, you click on your avatar, you log in, you upload, and that's done. That's the basic of it. If you want to start modifying the look and the texture, then usually the creator will give you a short tutorial on pre-made textures. Sometimes they'll come with two, three, or five different textures. He will show you on how to apply them to the avatar. It's basically drag and drop. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you want to modify those files, then you can use Photoshop, GIMP, uh, or you can literally bring the model inside Substance Painter, which is a 3D painting program. Uh, made by Adobe. It's kind of pricey though, but um, if you're a student or something, sometimes you can get for like free or discount or something. And uh, you can really uh, customize it to your liking. If you want to add some tattoos, some markings and make it your own, make it different because you'll have a standard model that anybody can buy. Um, You can do that uh you can also commission people to do it for you i do a lot of that so a lot of people come up to me and ask me uh oh can uh can i commission you to make me a uh a kilt for my avatar i would like to get a chastity cage i would like to get a collar i would like to get uh this texture done to my avatar so i've i've done a lot of learning uh once you start Editing textures that you'll learn. Like it would, it's a good idea to learn Photoshop and basic photoshopping skill. Mm -hmm. Having a graphic tablet for drawing really helps. I have Mm -hmm. one. I'm not a draw. Uh, I, (laughs) ah, I'm not. I'm not a person that draws. I'm not good at drawing. I do technical drawings, but not artistic drawings. But Mm -hmm. I can work with Photoshop fine. And I can not get it wrong. I just follow the lines, and I just change different colors, and you know, apply them when people start to want more advanced stuff like props or accessories, then you need to go into modeling. And what most people use, most software people use is a software called blender. It's free. It's open source and there's a lot of plugins and modifications. You can add to it uh, easily. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is a pain in the butt to learn. It is very difficult, but there's plenty of tutorials online on how to do it. There's a guy in, um, Uh, Australia that does a donut tutorial. So if you heard of the blender tutorial, well, I followed that. (laughs) That gave me the basic on modifying my avatar and doing stuff like that. He also does a more recent chair, building a chair and doing the texture and UV unwrapping. Um, It's a career and a job on its own, uh, but you can learn it uh, on your own. And it can be very overwhelming, but I recommend you tackle small project first and then move on slowly until you get higher up. And when you're at the point where like, oh, I would like to prank one of my friend who loves this candy, but he can't get it. I'm going to buy it, scan it, model it, apply it on, and then just give it to all my friends but him and pretend we're eating it in front of him in VR. <laughs> I did that. It was amazing. It was great. I recorded the whole thing. He was like, he flame breathed all of us. Because he was an arcanine as well. He just did the fire breath on all of us. That's so funny. He was so triggered, but he was laughing at the same time. Then I actually sent him a box of those treats. (laughs) Um,
1: It's funny because I I used to uh, be on furry stuff on Second Life or okay. past time when i was a bit younger um and you know it's a bit like uh, you do like uh, meet with people have fun just uh, go into yeah. different zone and have different parties there uh, uh and the thing that i noticed is that people can just be as big small uh as they want have the shape that they want and i know you talk a lot about uh, hunky, hairy, big man, and, yeah. you know, <laughs> would you like to talk a little bit about that?
0: You want to talk <laughs> a, about hunky, hairy, big men for noodles?
1: Yeah. Yes, I <laughs> but, do. but I know it's favorite. also in VR is very a good opportunity to experiment that by, yes. you know, projecting yourself into it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, there's a lot of people on VR chat come from a background from Second Life. A lot of people. We're on there and then move to it. I personally, I tried se- second life for five minutes and I got rid of the game. I was like, "What the heck is this? It's fucking I awful. Time. I don't <laughs> like this. What's the point?" And then I got to VR. I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's the good. Mm-hmm. Stuff. That's what I like." <laughs> um. So you were asking about the whole like big booths and stuff like that. I yes. Well, I'm I'm a I'm a strong. Um, how do you say this? um i'm really into the bear community the bear pride Mm -hmm. community Mm -hmm. Uh, basically big tough hairy men with bellies and beards you know uh i find them to be very manly uh you know men have a tendency to grow beard and grow hair and a belly and it's natural and i like that um i don't like i find that very uh masculine very male and this is the reason why i'm gay It's because i like men um, really I like <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that's just me that's just me but, uh, <laughs> so, uh, I like them the bigger men because when they give me a hug I feel small but I feel protected I feel safe mm-hmm. and I like that feeling I think it's very calming and soothing and very hot and sexy at the same time in a weird way Fun way, I'd say. Uh, so, Easy to understand. <laughs> yeah. So, when you can be in VR and you want to experience what's like to be on the other side, you can do it. And my avatar allows me to do that because you know I'm a freaking I'm the size of a horse. So <laughs> I am not physically in the game the size of a horse. Oh. I'm close to it, but there are some people that are bigger than me, and they like to tease me because mm-hmm. like I'm like. No, I'm the big like tough guy that come up and I look up and like, ah, goddamn it! Then <laughs> <laughs> they, they start playing with my, other, who's a good fire <laughs> <laughs> And I start twitching and I get like super flustered. So oh. <laughs> it's, it's funny. So sometimes I do it to people, and then I have one or two friends that are bigger than me. And every time they walk up to me, I'm like, no, don't you dare! Don't you <laughs> fucking dare! <laughs> then they do it.
0: Holy fuck. It. This has been just absolutely amazing. Um. I will definitely want to have you on again, I'm sure, to see what you're up to in a few months or year's time. I don't know. We'll see. I would love to. Uh, I've been yeah. very
2: active in the fetish and kink community. Well, not physically on site, but I've been involved into a lot. I've been mixed with, you know... Uh, stuff i've been hosting parties uh, i call them uh, sexy theme parties uh they're basically like a pajama party but you can bring all your kink and fetish and gear and you know you're into latex, puppy play bdsm uh abdl furry anything you want you it's the perfect night to put it on cool. and cool. get to meet people and share like passions and hobbies and you get to discover those other things as well and sometimes you get you know, you heard of a kink or a fetish, but you don't really know how it works. What's the idea behind it? And then you find somebody that does that is there and you can talk and experiment. Mm-hmm. It. It's not sexual uh, per se, but of course, it's things are bound to happen. So if. Thing happened. I tell, please go in one of the bedrooms and please try to be respectful and make it look nice once you're done. Like, don't do stuff in the main areas unless everybody's like okay with it. It has happened in that, in this area here, which is the basement, but there were like five or six people left. It was late and everybody was up for it. So then something happened, but it was not planned. It was not an orgy. It was not, a, no, it was not planned <laughs> <laughs> Those are always fun though, Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's fun. It's, I've been really involved into that. I've been having a lot of uh, hosting furry events as well. Public events. Um, I've been doing a lot of stuff and I really like to gather up people. I like to socialize with them, uh, give them something to do. You know, sometimes life can be really boring sometimes. So finding something that, you know, gets out of your routine and gets you out there and, Get you to meet new people is always I think it's a great thing and I like to give that opportunity to people um, so yeah
0: that's really important to support the community yes um, I try we
2: try my husband and I we try to help as much as we can uh if somebody has a question or they need help with something we like to help them as much as possible so and yeah. if
0: they have questions or need some help with stuff, maybe they want to reach you uh, via some contact way. Do you have any social media where they can get a hold of you?
2: Uh, I Honestly, my easiest way to get to me, because I like to keep my furry life separate from and kink life from my regular life just so that things don't get involved too much. Plus, my husband and I were kind of getting involved into sensitive social things like politics so i gotta be careful um so my facebook i used to have a furry facebook but i don't really use it anymore honestly the best way to contact me is through telegram Uh, i can be found at stream underscore arcanine Uh, this is the best way you can hold of me a lot of people that's how they commission me for avatar customization they want to get a fursuit or a prop or even like some some accessories uh we haven't talked about this but maybe we could Maybe another timer. I don't know what's the time limit here. So, um, okay, okay. So basically, Telegram uh, at stream underscore Arcanine is the best way to find me. Uh, if people have questions, they want to ask more stuff. I would love to help.